This is Cabernet and True Crime, the place where good wine and true crime come together. Hi, friends. I had to record that intro three different times because my stomach kept gurgling in the middle of it. Oh, gosh. How has your week been? Are you ready to start a new one? It's Sunday, and that day of the week where we talk about a serial killer for a short amount of time, it is your serial killer short. Welcome. So today, um, this one, I realized the last one that I was just like flipping, like doing this a whole bunch, and that's really annoying. So I'm going to apologize for my previous time because I didn't realize how annoying that was. I can't, under, I don't know how much you can hear like when I'm in the closet. <laughs> when I'm in my secret closet, I don't know how good the acoustics are. Um, and this is, believe it or not, the only place I have in my apartment where I can record even remotely as quiet as it is in here, because it's just me making the noise in here. I do know there are some sounds you guys can pick up, like me rubbing my, <laughs> rubbing my like hand on the floor and flipping pages and typing. So I'm going to try to be better about these things. Um, it's all just a work in process and kind of something I need to learn. Um, okay, sorry for that. <clears throat> and sorry for this frog, this vocal amphibian I have today. Um, all right. So today we're going to be talking about Daniel Lee Siebert. Um, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Um, that's him. Okay, cool. So Daniel was born on June 17th, 1954. Um, in Mattoon, Illinois, and apparently I find it important to tell you that Mattoon, Illinois is um, a city that is home to a Burger King that is not part of the Burger King chain. So have that information, your fun fact for the day. There is a Burger King restaurant that is not part of Burger King. Um, it's close-ish to Springfield. Um, it's equidistant between St. Louis and Indianapolis. You know how I love to tell you where things are. It's kind of my jam. And I don't know why that is. I don't. I've never been a a person who needed to know the geographical sites of things. But since doing this, I'm like, I want to know where this city's at, um, for no real reason. So you get to have it too, because I wrote it down and I'm gonna read it to you. Um, so Daniel joined the Marines in 1972 under the name Daniel Marlowe. He left with a dishonorable discharge. Between 1973 and 1975, he had two children, one boy and one girl. In 1979, he killed someone in Las Vegas, Nevada, and was convicted of manslaughter. Um, not really sure how that happened. In 1986, Sherry Weathers, a student at the Alabama Institute for Deaf and Blind in Talladega, Florida, had gone missing. Um, she had not been heard from in over a week. She was not answering her phone or going to classes. And uh, the police went to her apartment. Um, I'm assuming to do a wellness check. And they found um, Sherry Weathers and her two children dead. There was another student missing from her classes named Linda Jarman. She was found dead at her apartment, also murdered. There was an art teacher who went by the name of Daniel Spence, who had apparently taken a noticeable interest in Sherry Weathers. And a look at his fingerprint showed that he was actually Daniel Siebert, the man who, um, who was convicted of manslaughter. And who was also wanted on assault charges in San Francisco. Um, so he had obviously been questioned before his fingerprints were checked. Just, they didn't just check his fingerprints, but they, they questioned him first and they knew that he had a, a romantic relationship with Sherry Weathers. Um, and you know, you know how that goes. So 
Yeah. They, they wanted him, they took his fingerprints, got him. So, being alerted to the fact that he was now a suspect in a murder, Daniel Siebert spent the next six months on the run. He was arrested in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee, after he called a friend. Um, apparently that friend wasn't such a good one, because <laughs> the friend immediately called the police, and uh, the call was traced back to a payphone by a diner, um, where Siebert was currently employed. So he was working at a diner and used a payphone to call a friend. The friend ratted him out and told the police where he got called from. Cool. Um, so Daniel Lee Siebert is attributed to killing a Jane Doe, um, a woman named Gidget Castro, who is 28. Uh, oh, goodness. Nicia McElrath, who is 23. Sherry Weathers, who is 24. Um, Sherry Weathers' two sons, Chad, who is five, and Joseph, who is four, Linda Jarman, who is 33, Linda Odom, who is 32, and Beatrice McDougal, who is 57. His primary method to kill was stabbing or strangulation. He was convicted of killing Linda Jarman, Sherry Weathers, and the two sons. She, uh, he was convicted to, or he was sentenced to death with the date of October 25th, 2007, Siebert had exhausted his appeals, and he had been undergoing treatment for pancreatic cancer. Um, and it's it's funny because the major uh, his major argument was that lethal injection would negatively react with his cancer treatment, um, and it would cause a more painful and inhumane death. But I mean, you know, you didn't give your victims a painless death. You you murdered people. So I mean, at that point. I get, I get where the argument is on some of these things, but for you to say that giving a cancer patient, like a, a convicted murderer who's a cancer patient who blatantly, like, very obviously murdered people, uh, that's your argument of, like, we don't want to, we don't want to do lethal injection because, okay, well then don't do lethal injection, there's a million other ways to kill somebody. <laughs> that sounds insensitive, and maybe it is. But at the same time, that just that's like your last your last ditch effort to try to avoid getting killed by the state. Um I mean he was sorry, what is this what does this word say? Oh <laughs> spared. I was like, that is not a real word. Um, so his appeals actually went through, they did agree that it was cruel and unusual, and he was spared just hours before he was scheduled to be executed. So, you know, at the very least, they made him sweat it out. So they, they didn't execute him. Um, and it, I guess, really doesn't matter anyways, because he was scheduled to die on October 25th, 2007. He died from cancer complications on April 22nd, 2008, at 53 years old anyways. So it's not like he lived out a long fruitful life in prison or that he would ever get out at the end of the day, I guess that's karma, you know? <laughs> we The state couldn't kill you, so karma did. Um, and that's that. I figured this one would be a short one. I really can't stretch it out any more than I already did. So um, I'll, let, I'll give you back... Oh, I love this. When people say this at the end of meetings, I work in a corporate world. I love when people say this at the end of meetings, like, I'll give you back a couple minutes of your day. Like, I'll give you back a couple minutes at the end. Love when people say that. And by love, I mean it makes me cringe a little bit. But I still... I love work puns. They're probably my favorite. Um, Chris makes fun of me all the time because they'll be like, how are you doing? And I'll say, it's Friday. You know, I can't help myself. It's... 
it's fun for me. Okay, well, there you go. I just stretched out another 30 seconds. I'll give you two minutes plus back on your day. I hope you have a happy Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And um, I'll catch you on the flip side, my dudes.